Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1612. The topic is training and the title is Training the Neck, Forearms, and Calves. So this topic was suggested by a YouTube viewer. They made a comment to one of our most recent uh, podcasts and they asked, could you do an episode on training smaller, harder to hit muscles like the neck, forearms, and calves? So, yes, of course I can. <laughs> and here we go. So, when training these muscle groups, uh, I, I've trained people for pro cards, both drug tested and non-tested. So, we've we've trained for growth for the neck, forearms, and calves for clients if and whenever needed. And then also strength athletes. Um, strength athletes, if they have... Like, a, like, well, actually, like, say, sport athletes will train the neck at times, especially, like, football players or high-impact players like rugby and whatnot. Uh, forearms uh, and calves will kind of grow along with strongman-style training or, like, powerlifting training. But if somebody's behind a little bit in one of those areas, we might, you know, give a little extra emphasis. So we do some strength-related stuff, some sport-related stuff, a lot of aesthetic stuff. So... The answers I'll give you will help with all of this. <laughs> so if you want neck, forearm, and calves for growth or strength or performance, it's it's all here. Here's the answers. <laughs> so the first thing I want to introduce is actually how you would program these into your regular training. It's going to be very hard to add like massive quantities of volume in these muscles while still balancing everything else you have to do in your programming. Because although these might be areas you want to improve, you're, you're typically not going to want them above like normal, like if you're a strength athlete, squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, those are more important than how thick your neck is, <laughs> how big your forearms are, that kind of stuff. If you're a, uh, an aesthetic athlete, uh, then definitely, you know, the shape of your shoulders, your chest, your back, your thighs, blah, 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 blah. That's all going to be ahead of neck, forearms, and calves. So we want to, like, keep everything else going the way it is, but maybe have these things catch up. Since that is our focus... We can't just start prioritizing these above everything else. We have to find a way to add these in while still doing everything else. So one way we can do that is to use what's called a mini blast in your programming. A mini blast is to choose like one training component. So that could be neck or forearms or calves. And I'll talk about how to bring the other ones back in at another time. So you pick one component. And then you increase the frequency, which then allows you to increase the volume. And you do that to the top end of the recommendations for what would be uh, your goal. So if your goal is strength, uh, typically there's like the number of working sets you want per week per muscle group would be somewhere between 10 to 20. Now that's just a, a you know general guidance. So if you're currently doing you know 8 to 10 working sets of calves, we want to get that up to like 20 working sets of calves. So how we can do that is to increase frequency, which then increases the volume. You do that for 4 to 12 weeks. And so if you see a little bit of results and you're happy within 4 weeks, then you rotate to something else. If you don't see the results you want, you push it out till 12 weeks. But usually I'd recommend to drop away from it after 12 weeks and then reevaluate how you're doing it. If you don't see a measurable change, and I'll talk about how to track that in a second. If you don't see a measurable change after 12 weeks, you need to come out of it reevaluate the intensity in which you were using, try to be more intense when you come back to that thing. So you're going to use a mini blast. You're going to 
pick one thing, increase the frequency of the training, which increases the volume, to the top end of the range, around 20 working sets a week. You're going to do that for 4 to 12 weeks, and then come out of that one and pick a new one. So an example is shoulders. So it's not one of the three that you gave me, but I want to show how this can apply to other body parts if people want something other than the neck, forearms, and calves. So let's say you want uh, wider shoulders, so you're going to work on your side delts. So delts is short for deltoids, your deltoids are your shoulder muscles. We have kind of like three parts of the shoulder muscles, the front, the middle, and the rear. If you work on the middle deltoid, it'll make you appear wider from a front view. So definitely want to work on that if you want aesthetics. You can do is maybe you have a regular shoulder workout. Maybe it's like 9 to 12 working sets. So three to four exercises where you do roughly three to four working sets. That's a typical kind of normal shoulder workout. So you'd be getting like, uh, what would it be? Maybe anywhere from like 9 to 16 working sets. So you're on the lower end of what would be the typical volume range. What you can do then is instead of trying to add in a whole nother shoulder workout, on three non-shoulder workouts a week, just start with three working sets of lateral raises. So on leg day, come in and do three hard working sets of lateral raises, then go into legs. On chest day, do the three hard working sets of lateral raises, then go into chest. So just on three other days, just add three really hard working sets. That will give you nine additional working sets. And to do three hard working sets of lateral raises, it's less than 10 minutes. So for less than 10 minutes per workout, three times a week, you can add nine additional working sets. Then with your normal workout that you were already doing that had nine to 16 working sets, you're already now way on the top end of the range. So for just three less than 10 minute investments a week, when you're already in the gym, already doing other things, you just add three hard working sets and go into those other things, that bumps you up to the top. So this would be the way to do like a mini blast for shoulders. Now, if you want to know more of the parameters, like when I say 10 to 20 working sets, we have a ton of other parameters about uh, like programming for muscle growth. If you listen to podcast 1,437, it's a training podcast titled Programming for Greatest Muscle Growth. So you can hear all the elements uh, that are involved in that. But that's pretty awesome. So that's essentially an idea of how you would set it up for shoulders. So, for example, I've done a calf thing before where for 60 days I did three working sets every single day. So that was 21 working sets per week, which is on the top end of the range, and I did that for 60 days. So 60 days I did three working sets every day. Now, I measured it. I did get like a quarter of an inch growth in my calves. Uh, I, I I just wanted to try it just to see how it worked. <laughs> so, and it was something pretty easy to do. But that's an example where it's just three working sets every day. And so it's less than 10 minutes, you just blast it in, move on, very easy. So if you notice in the shoulder example, I already had a full workout for shoulders. It's unlikely that you have a full workout for calves. <laughs> so if you do, if you have a calf day, you know, good for you, <laughs> but uh, it's very unlikely. So you would just add three working sets every training day, and that can add up to a good volume. So... Those mini blasts are a great way by just increasing frequency. It doesn't require a lot of time per workout, but it jacks up your volume and it can make a big boost in progress. Okay. So if we look at the individual muscle groups, if I look at neck, the best way to start with neck is actually body weight training. 
And I typically recommend people do it two times a week, three working sets for the first week each time. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're new to isolating your neck, your neck can actually get really freaking tired and fatigued and sore uh, very quickly, very, very quickly. There's very little threshold for your neck uh, once you start isolating it. So just two times a week, three working sets. Then you'd move up to six working sets each time, then nine working sets each time. A great body weight kind of uh, workout protocol, you can go to YouTube, go to the channel of Josh Bryant. He's a strength coach. Uh, he actually does aesthetic coaching too, but he's very well known for strength coaching. So Josh Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T, and search for a video titled No Equipment Neck Training. He's going to be doing that at Mark Bell's um, gym. So you'll see him in Mark Bell's gym. He'll go through and teach you a no equipment neck training protocol. So he's going to show you, and you can go through it one time through, which kind of gives you like three working sets. Then you can go like twice through to get six, then three times through to get nine. But you would do it two times a week, up to nine working sets. So first week, three working sets. Second week, six working sets. Third week, nine working sets. If that feels good, then you can bump to three times per week with six working sets each time and start adding like weight load. So you put like pl weight plates on your forehead or in the back of your head or on the side of your head. You can get a neck harness. Like I've drug our sled around uh, with a neck harness on when I was trying to do like neck training and work on my upper back actually. So I was doing uh, neck training to help with lower trap strength and just uh, thoracic health. So it was a really fun experiment to see if it made any difference in my deadlift. So I just like trying weird things. <laughs> uh, so you can do that. You can do neck harness stuff. You can get an iron neck. They're like $4 million. Uh, so it is an option, but it's a very expensive option. But those are common ways to train your neck with weight load. It's just weight plates on your head, uh, a neck harness, and or like an iron neck. Now, people then ask, well, how many reps should I do? You're talking about like sets. I should do three sets, six sets, nine sets, blah, blah, blah. How many reps? Well, it's better for us, instead of thinking like rep ranges, it's, it's better for us to know why they are or what they are and what they relate to. So podcast 214, that's a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> so you're going to need to go to the website, www.brutalirongym.com, go to the directions for how to find old podcasts, whether you're on a PC or a mobile device. And you can go back and you can actually just search. You would type the words understanding rep ranges, and it'll pop up. Podcast 214 is a training podcast titled Understanding Rep Ranges and Expected Results. What it's going to tell you is that roughly things like 0 to 10 seconds, you're kind of like practicing your display of strength. You're not really building muscle. You're not really building strength, no endurance. Uh, and this is all just in a, like a single set isolation. You know, if I did one hour of back-to-back -back sets of 10 seconds, yes, I'm going to build muscle. I'm going to start building endurance due to the sheer volume. But if you think about a singular bout of effort, Typically, 10 seconds or less is like a display of strength. 10 seconds to 20 seconds like builds your strength. 20 to 40 is kind of more like related to muscle tissue damage, which then, if you eat correctly, turns into muscle growth. Then over 40 seconds, over 60 seconds, you get more into like endurance, like muscular endurance and even cardiovascular endurance. So the reason why this is helpful to know is just sets of 10 of everything definitely do not help you develop the best physique, the best muscle mass, none of that stuff. There are two muscle fiber types. One of them has like an A and a B, so it's annoying. They should have just named them one, two, three. But we have explosive type fibers, and then we have endurance fibers. Endurance fibers still contribute about 15% of muscle size. Uh, 
So if you never train in higher rep ranges, you're missing out on 15% of muscle size. It's very important to know. So due to the relation of muscle mass, the way in which they uh, grow and blah, 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 about 20% of your working sets should be at 20 seconds or less. About 20% of your working sets should be over 40 seconds. And then 60%, the bulk of your training for growth, should be between 20 to 40 seconds. So you want to divide your training up per week that about 20% of the working sets are under 20 seconds. 20% of the working sets are over 40 seconds. And then 60% of the working sets are between 20 to 40 seconds. Okay? So how many reps you do really depends on however many reps you fit in that time frame. You might find that 10 reps only takes 12 seconds. So that's more of a strength developer, not an actual muscle tissue developer. So if you're looking for muscle tissue, typically that best range is between 20 to 40 seconds. You would do whatever repetitions you do, slow and controlled. Uh, another good podcast is number 220. It's a training podcast titled Muscle Intention versus Movement Intention. You don't want to move with momentum when you're training for muscle growth. You want to be very controlled all the time. So... You would do however many repetitions you can do under very good control for 20 to 40 seconds. So if that's 8, if that's 12, if it's 27, who cares? What you're caring about is the time under tension, not the actual number of repetitions. This is very important. Okay? So that would be true for forearms and calves as well. Is that uh, 20% of 20 seconds or less, 20% of 40 seconds or more, and then 60% between 20 to 40 seconds. Now, when you look at forearms, there's a lot of ways to train your forearms. You can have a grip on something, and you can flex your forearm. You can extend your forearm. You can do finger curls. You can actually do like a crushing grip, and you can do an anti-release, like a deadlift is an anti-release. <laughs> you know, the weight is trying to yank your hand open, but you're fighting against it. You're not really crushing the bar. You're not curling it. You're just trying not to release your fingers. So mixing together all of those would be a really good idea. And you'll see in that Josh Bryant video as well for neck training, uh, there's neck extension, flexion, rotation. There's a lot of different types of movements. So you, you want to blend all those into your training. Same thing with forearms. You want to work on flexion, extension, finger curls, crushing, anti-release. They all contribute to growth in some way. Uh, so you want to do kind of a, a mix of them. And then, again, you would aim for around two times a week, roughly three to four working sets. Uh, and then eventually you can move up to three times per week on training your forearms for three to four working sets. Now, if you'll notice, if you add up the math of that, I'm talking about anywhere between like six to 12 working sets. That is not near that 20 working set range that we were talking about for neck. The reason why is our forearms are already involved in our back training. They're involved when you're picking up and carrying heavy weights for, you know, chest training or shoulder training or legs. So if you're doing like heavy walking lunges, you're getting your grip in the heavy walking lunges. So that's something you can do is do not use wrist straps in your other training except for the last one or two working sets of an exercise. The rest of the time, don't use wrist straps. Make your grip do the work. And then you would only need to add a small amount of forearm work to really get that volume, the combined total volume, up near the top range. So again, two to three times per week, three to four working sets in isolation type work for the forearms. Then the rest of it is good in back training and other type of training. Now when we look at calves, uh, we have 
raises and walks. There's there's a lot of ways to train this stuff. There's so many variables, it's it's unbelievable. So I'm trying to give you just listing variables that are controlled and you can kind of track them. So calves, you can do raises like seated calf raises, standing calf raises. You can do variations of bent knee raises. That's actually one of my favorite ways to do calf raises. Uh, whether I'm on a uh, like a leg press or some type of calf extension machine, uh, I'll actually have a slight bend in my knees and I focus on the very top end of the range of motion, meaning when my, my toes are almost fully extended out. So the stretch is really important. Try to get the stretch. But make sure you flex and squeeze all the way through to a full extension. Because when you drive through your big toe, and you get the second half of a race, like that final extension part that actually hits the upper outer portion of your calf, which looks great. When the upper outer portion of your calf is massive, it makes your knee joint look much smaller, and that's really well-developed calves. You'll see that in bodybuilders because they take their time and really do calves a lot. But if you're rushing through your calf training and you're not really locking out and holding and emphasizing that full extension, you're not going to get that upper outer calf, and it's going to take you forever to try to build decent calves. So it's really, really, really impactful. So I like bent knee versions. Too often people talk about calf raises like seated or standing, and I'm like, there's a hell of a lot of stuff in between there. <laughs> so make sure you get the in-betweens. And then you can do walks, you know, sled drags, uh, forward, backward, sideways if you wanted to. You can do yoke carries. You can do marches on a belt squat. I do that all the time. Uh, there's just a lot of time under tension that you want to accumulate for calves. And it would be the same thing is you can do those um, two to three times per week for three to four working sets. If that gets you some results but you're not seeing enough, you can start increasing that frequency uh, or increasing the working sets. So just like we talked about with the shoulders, you can just add three working sets to every day of training, and that'll start to build up that volume really well. And it takes less than 10 minutes. It's very quick, very easy. Okay, And again, you would follow that Percentage stuff we talked about where 20% of the set working sets are 20 seconds or less, 20% of the working sets are 40 seconds or more, and then 60% of the working sets are between 20 to 40 seconds. Okay? So that is, hopefully, some pretty good information on how to train your neck, forearms, and calves, and really any muscle that you want to just, like, give up a little bit of a mini blast to. So... The takeaways, mini blasts, you want to do them for 4 to 12 weeks. You want to measure the circumference of the body part you're training and then take pictures. And if you don't see what you want to see in 4 weeks, go for another 4. If you don't see what you want to see in 4 weeks, go for another 4. But after 12 weeks, stop, pick something else, and then when you come back to that same body part, try to be more aggressive. Try to do like progressive overload. You have to progressively overload the tissue to, from week to week to week to week to week, every time you repeat a movement, every single week, you try to add extra poundage, extra reps, try to improve your mind-muscle connection, try to decrease any momentum. You're just trying to make it harder for the muscle every single week. That can often be just technique improvement and slowing down. doesn't have to be added weight. doesn't have to be added repetitions. But every single week, it should be a little bit harder than it was the week before. Okay? So you use mini blasts. Make sure you progressive overload from week to week to week. And then like we talked about that distribution, 20% of working sets at 20 seconds or less, 20% of working sets at 40 seconds or more, then 60% of working sets between 20 to 40 seconds. Awesome. Hopefully that was helpful, gave you some good information. If you have any follow-up questions or any questions at all, reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. Cool. Well, if you like our podcast, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people can help. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. That's the whole point of the podcast. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. It does have a high hosting cost every single year. I give it 
uh, an hour a day, uh, every day. <laughs> so thank you very, very much for your donations. It really helps uh, maintain this. If you want to donate, you can do that on our website, www.brutalirongym.com. Even just $5 a month, $2 a month, $1 a month, anything. It adds up and it helps. So thank you to those who do that. Also, if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. Uh, you can follow, find me and follow me on Instagram under the name Brutal Iron Gym and find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym on YouTube as well. Okay, as always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening. <laughs>